Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Amen, amen, amen. Great stuff, great being able to, to worship this morning. Um, thanks to Johnny and the guys for leading. They're going to be coming up. They're going to be leading us, closing off with the time of worship at the end this morning. We're doing this very different this morning as well. Um, we're not doing a full prolonged teach uh, this morning. We're going to have a period just of reflection over the last number of weeks and where we have been. Um, but even... Uh, I'm trying to just listen to what the Spirit's saying this morning, even as we've where we've been even in our worship and where we've just finished is probably where the la- one of the last things that I'd written down in my page. And it was almost what Jesus came to do, that he came to lift people's eyes and to lift their minds out of what almost felt like a familiar religious pattern and to lift it up to be able to see something fresh, something full of life, something full of wonder. We're going to reflect on that about how he did that with the children of Israel. But I feel this morning for us, this is what we should be excited and expectant about. There's that lift up our eyes, lift up our heads, be expectant this morning for what God is doing. Um, Some brief uh, announcements this morning just to say, if you want to give this morning, obviously it's Commitment Sunday. One of the ways which we commit ourselves is by our tithes and offerings. If you want to do that, Lenny is going to be down at the back, off the back of it. We are just trying to streamline things over each of the Sundays going forward. And so what we're, we're doing, this you can take a picture of this. This is our weekly flow in Emmanuel. Rather than taking stacks of time to actually unpack all of this, just to say from now on, this will be put out in social media. It will be in Phil's weekly email, each of these flows as well. If you're not online and you don't have a phone to take a picture of this every week, we will try our best to get you a hard copy if you really need that. Um, but it's just so that we're able to just see the essence and the flow of what we're doing as a church community. And obviously, you'll see things in that likes of our baptism service tonight at half five. Seek first as well. And Alpha is running for a second week as well. So we'd just love for you to be praying those for those still space to be able to come to Alpha as well. And corporate prayer, obviously, this Wednesday. But the main announcement just simply is this. Is we, we've just finished, obviously, the life rhythms. We've impacted that in life groups over the last couple of weeks and sharing those. What we're about to start into in life groups and the unpacking of it is we're starting into this Be Still course. We're looking at this over the next five sessions. And in the Be Still course, it's just, so in the first rhythm we looked at on prayer and abiding, this Be Still course just tries to take us through step by step, just really basic helpful information and guidance. Obviously, this is not the the be-all and end-all of how to actually do a quiet time, but it helps us just in terms of how we would construct a life or a quiet time, how to draw closer to God in those ways. And so the course we're going to be running over the next five uh, five sessions within Life Group, but just to say that there's a book that complements this. Um, you don't have to buy this. There's, we're going to be able to do this without the book and life groups, but the book actually brings you into a deeper understanding of some of the things. And we're trying to make this cheaper and accessible for people. I think it usually sells around £10. But we've, we've purchased a number of copies, and they're going to be available down in the back each of the weeks for £5 if you want to get one. So Lanny will be there to get your ties and offerings, and also if you want to buy a book. Sorry, that's, sounds, this sounds like Nuts Corner announcement this morning. Um, but if, if, you, if you would like to, we just feel it's, it would be important to even to help with where we're journeying with us, you could read along as you go through it, because obviously in Life Group, we can only get the certain depth of it. So that's all the announcements for this week. And again, as I said, this will be on social media 
It'll be in Phil's email going forward, and we'll be able to get an essence of that. So again, this morning as we get into this, this is our Commitment Sunday. We're simply just trying to bring a conclusion to our Life Rhythm series where we've been. Thank you so much for over the last four weeks as Phil and I have taught in this. Thank you for all the emails, for all the text messages of people who've, who've just been stirred and have been challenged by not necessarily just even the words that have been spoken in terms of the teach, but even as we've left space to really hear the Lord for ourselves as we've felt the Lord leading us in those ways. And you know that this has been the quadrant that we've been taking you through. Uh, we've been giving you an invitation and a chance to construct this for yourself. We're saying that we're not telling you what to do. We've just been trying to look scripturally about some of the ways that God can lead us into life as we posture ourselves. And the reality is we were saying that we recognize that Jesus had a discipline and a focus and a rhythm in his life. And so for those who want to live more like him, we recognize we need to have some of these things structured in our lives in different ways. Being able to give feedback within life group as well, doing life in community, being able to share with one another what this has actually meant for you, which has been class to be able to, to hear some of the stories coming out of that. And, uh, and while next week we, we are going to move on to something else, Phil and I have been just thrashing this out in the background and we'll be obviously unpacking that with you next week where we're going to go over the next while. I do want to say this, that the last thing we want to do is to say, right, now that we're at the end of January, Life Rhythms is parked and we'll never hear again about it forever. We recognize that this is something in terms of the life rhythm that we want to see embedded as a big part of our culture and who we are. And so we really want to start leveraging and pulling this out that with our life rhythms, we will be staying accountable in life groups. It's really important that we could do life in community and accountability, but we will stay accountable to one another in life groups and even in your conversations with one another about how we're getting on with some of those things. Reality is within church, we have some important, well, you have your own individual expressions of these. There's some important corporate rhythms that you'll see on the screen under each of these. So, for example, in prayer and abiding, there's things like the devotion and corporate prayer with family relationships. There's life groups. There's the local church, which we're doing here this morning with mission and work. Things like tithing, like, uh, like church outreach of initiatives, which we're going to be doing this year. There's just different ways and rest healthy from where we looked at Sabbath last week. There's certain things which we'll do that will be the same. But hopefully what you've been able to sense over the last while, over the last number of weeks, and even this week, I don't know whether any of you have had a chance to get a space to take the card and take time in your room with the Lord to ask, what does this mean for me? I just feel that it's important that we have an intentionality, a purpose, even where we started this morning in worship. It's so easy to just not recognize and understand what God's doing, where he's leading us, unless we actually stop and take time to actually be still, but to look and to glimpse and to see what it is that God is doing. Ultimately, for me, the verse which I shared a couple of weeks ago that really caught me through this all, in Luke chapter 5, you see it's really... Jesus is teaching on fasting around that period, but in Luke chapter 5, it's the passage, remember, I shared with you about the new wine and the new wine skim. There's, there's hopefully a desire in our hearts for the new things of God. But Jesus said this line, this one verse, Luke chapter 5, verse 39, he says, but no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. Sometimes, again, as I said, that like how it's always been, what we've heard in the past was like, well, we're happy enough. We've heard God at different times before. We've experienced it at different times. We're happy enough. Rather than there being a hunger of, God, I want more. I'm desperate for more. God, I'm expecting for the new things. God, I, I, I want this in my life. We can become complacent. We can become apathetic. 
And so the question that I'm asking myself, and the question I just want to pose this morning is, I'm saying this myself, how hungry am I for the new things of God? How much do I actually want to experience the new things that he has for me in a daily way? And this is why I recognize that we need to be intentional around, again, how we structure our lives. And the big passage for me, which jumps into my mind, is simply this, just a few words from the book of Galatians, but it's simply this, you rape what you sow. You rape what you sow. If we're just satisfied with the old wine, you reap what you sow, then we don't really need to do anything else. If, we're, if we really want the new things of God to lead us individually as a family, afresh in our lives, then you reap what you sow in terms of how we shape, how we position, how we structure our lives, what we're putting into it. You reap what you sow. I love um, Eugene Peterson in the message version of this passage in the church in Galatia. This is what it says in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 8 in the message. It said, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who harvests or who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All we'll have to show for his life is weeds. Who would want weeds? But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. I love love that line, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him. You see, this is the reason why we're just opening ourselves and saying, God, would you fill me afresh? Would you lead me? And this is so today... We're just trying to use this time, we're calling this idea of Commitment Sunday. We're saying we recognize, God, that while we've, we've maybe heard you over the last number of weeks, we're saying, this is how I want to actually be intentional in this year leading ahead. These are some of the things that I want to give myself to. We used to have, over the last couple of years, we've celebrated what we've called Covenant Sunday. We're not calling it that anymore. We're calling it Commitment Sunday, the word of covenant. It was a bit weighty. It got maybe a bit misunderstood in terms of that. But we are just recognizing that there's a deep um, focus and purpose for us as a church to commit ourselves to deep relationship with God, but deep relationship with other people. We see this as a deep biblical perspective. Let me just show you a couple of examples. We see, for example, in in the story of the children of Israel, how they they had this deep understanding within themselves that they were the family of God. They were the ones who God had saved. They were the ones that God had called as his own people. They knew what it was to do community life. And yet what Joshua reminds him is that it's not just about the community, actually, but it's about the individual. In Joshua chapter 24, this well-known phrase where he says, but choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. He was saying to the children of Israel, why, you know that you can, the understanding of this, that it's about the community and the family of God, but now there's an individual choice for you. I sometimes think that we've actually we've turned that on its head the other way sometimes in the church that we can focus a lot on the individual that we we miss actually the the significance of the family Jesus comes off the back of this and he treats everyone as individual but again he calls everyone to deep uh, community life Paul the, the writers of the New Testament letters but Paul specifically this is his main theme it's all about how we give ourselves as the body together and just before a couple of people come up just to be interviewed just in a little while this morning, let me just read these words. And would love us just to take just a couple of minutes, a bit of a lengthier passage, but I just love the, the word just to speak for itself this morning. This is what Paul, well-known passage, Paul says um, in, in his writing. 
So Holy Spirit, would you open our eyes, even as we've, let, let's not just start reading this this morning just yet, but even as we've been in worship, God, would you help us to actually see what you're saying in this? We've heard this before. We've read it before. We've understood it before. Holy Spirit, would you give us eyes to see what you're saying to us in this? There is one body, but it has many parts. But all its many parts make up one body. It is the same with Christ. We were all baptized by one Holy Spirit. And so we are formed into one body. It didn't matter whether we were Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free people. We were all given the same spirit to drink. So the body is made up of just one part. It has many parts. Sorry, it's not made up of just one part. It has many parts. Suppose the foot says, I am not a hand, so I don't belong to the body. By saying this, it cannot stop being part of the body. And suppose the ear says, I'm not an eye, so I don't belong to the body. By saying this, it cannot stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would it smell? God has placed each part in the body just as he wanted it to be. If all the parts were the same, how could there be a body? As it is, there are many parts, but there is only one body. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, it is just the opposite. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are the ones we can't do without. The parts that we think are less important, we treat with special honor. The private parts aren't shown, but they are treated with special care. The parts that can be shown don't need special care. But God has put together all the parts of the body, and he has given more honor to the parts that didn't have any. In that way, the parts of the body will not take sides. All of them will take care of one another. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part shares in its joy. You are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. And this morning, it's just that as we come to even just hear from part of our own church body this morning and what this has meant for them in terms of as they've unpacked life rhythms, for me, I just would love for us just to have the reason and the rationale of we're in this to actually be part of this together. We're in this to help one another, to learn from one another, to cry and weep with one another, to rejoice with one another, to do life together. This is more than somewhere just to come on a Sunday, just to take a box. We're in this to do life together in the highs and the lows, but we're in this to support and to help and to nurture and to grow one another. We are the body of Christ. Whether you like the person next year or not, we are the body of Christ. This is where God has placed us together. This is his joy. And it's like with eyes and it's like, God, I see you. You're beautiful. I see where you've placed me, God. I'm not alone. You're beautiful. And so what I would love this morning for the next five, 10 minutes, Ryan and Paula are going to come up this morning. Um, and I would just love for us just to even just hear just from a couple of 
members of our church body and our church family. Guys, come on up the stage and I'll get you set up here. Um, this morning, just around, even around this area of life rhythms, what are some of the ways that they're trying to be intentional? What are some of the things that they've sensed the Lord saying to them? Um, and, and how they're trying to just structure and order their lives in such a way that they can press into God in these areas. All right, Ryan, there you go. Get you switched on here, Paul. There we go. There we go. Come on over into the light because the guys at the back will be going nuts here if you don't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I said, so this is Ryan Mowenning. And uh, Ryan is... Um, He's, he's, he's a good guy, so that, that's, that's why one of the reasons why we have him up. Ryan leads one of our life groups in church as well. But you know that where we've been over the last four Sundays, this is the quadrant which we sent you all home with during the week when we were saying, listen, we weren't demanding that you did it, but we're saying it'd be great to leave space, and even off the back of this, to start asking what this actually meant for you. In the first two weeks, um, we, we looked at these, the top two rows of this quadrant, the prayer abiding and the family relationships. And Ryan, just, I'm going to ask you specifically just more around these, these top two, these first two. And, um, and so firstly for you, this, on this one on the left, the, the prayer abiding. So as, as we spent time unpacking things last week, what are some of the things that you felt the Lord speaking to you specifically? And then even for us to learn from you this morning, like what are some of the things that how you embed this in your life? Yeah, no problem. Um, that was the condition of me getting up that he said I was a good guy at the start there. So uh, you know that feeling on a Friday night when you're about to turn the computer off and relax for the weekend and then you see Dave's number pop up on your phone. So just be beware on a Friday night if, it, if he calls you. But, um, but in terms of, of a quick disclaimer of me standing up here at the front, I'm not here because I've got the whole prayer and abiding and quiet times and all sorted to a T. Absolutely not. It's, it's, it's far from it. So uh, that, that's not the reason why I'm here. I'm not sure many people, David, actually gone down on Friday night before, <laughs> before getting to me. But a wee bit of context in terms of where I'm coming from and, and, and what was stirring in me, I suppose. Um, I, I've been used to seeing <clears throat> my mum and dad and, and my family having time with God and, and quiet times throughout you know, all, all my life growing up. And it's something I suppose in my life I've, 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 I've tried to do as well in terms of quiet times. And I suppose like most of us or some of us in the room that have done that, uh, th those times where you've been doing that well and, and, and close to God, that's where your life makes the most sense and when, when, you, when you have that, mo that, that peace. But there's an inconsistency and there certainly has in my life. And, 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 and you know, many times you haven't been doing that as, 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 as probably it should have been as well. So I suppose as I turned 40, I know don't look 40, but wow. two, 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 two years shocked. ago, you, you know, you do a bit of a stock taking and you say, right, well, how, how are things with your career and how are things with this, that and the other? And one of, one of the ones, I suppose, in my walk with the Lord, I just felt that, 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 that he was saying to me, there's more, there's more to be enjoyed, there's more to be understood, there's more to be experienced. And, and uh, the, the verse, I suppose, that, 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 that kept coming back to me was in Galatians 5 and 16, walking in step with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I suppose as I, as I thought, well, what does that actually mean? And, 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 and how does that look? If I thought of, well, if I was trying to walk in step with you, Dave, you know, you'd be, you'd, you'd need to know what direction Dave was going in. You'd need to know sort of what pace he was going. You'd need to stay close to him. You'd need to keep your eyes focused on him. And those are the type of things I was thinking. In, in, in those dark times, if it was dark, you'd need Dave to, to, to be even closer to you. Or at times when it was tough, you'd need maybe him to pull you through it as well. So, so those are the things I was thinking, that's what I need to be doing with the Spirit. That's what I need to be doing with the Lord. So how do I do that? August of, of last year, I, I got COVID. And I'd just left my job. I'd pl planned uh, Edinburgh and a few other things and thought, happy days. Then the Lord had different plans. We got COVID, had to cancel all of that. 
but not belittling COVID in any way, because I know it's, it, 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 it has hurt a lot of people. But for me, it was very mild. It just meant isolating in a bedroom and, and, and being able to read books and so on. And a couple of the books I read, one, one of them was Eugene Peterson's book, and, and if anybody's read it, there is a lot of, of, of that book about him searching for more and searching for that, that, that fire. Um, and that spoke to me. There's a few other things I read as well. It was, it was, it was a, good, a good week. But the mistake then that I made then coming out of that, I didn't actually have the action points in place mm. to make that happen. And I thought it would just happen, but it, it didn't really. Not, not, not a whole pile changed. So I suppose in coming into this year, and, and, and again the new year, working in a bank, we, we always talk in the bank about operating rhythms. So a life rhythm was probably not a, a big leap from that. Mm. Operating rhythm in the bank, depending on what your role was, you, you know, you, you would, if you're business development, you would have a lot of business development meetings in your diary. So your diary reflected what you wanted to achieve. So, so, so for me, the, the life rhythm was like that as well in terms of trying to, to put in things in place in my life that was going to make and help me get closer to the Lord this year. So I suppose some of the things that, we, that, 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 that uh, Judith and I have tried to do in, in, in our lives as well as that morning quiet time, I suppose, and, and try to do that slightly differently, carve it out in, in first thing in the morning whereby we're just doing it at a slightly slower pace where it's not that you're, you're having to do a certain amount in that particularly that, that period of time, but you're, you're, you're reading and writing at the same time and praying and just asking God to, to, to speak mm-hmm. to us. And we, we, even mm-hmm. we things that you've read loads of times before, like yeah. even this week, in, 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 uh, in Luke and Christ on the cross, you know, that, that compassion that he had for the, th- the, the thief beside him, you know, you, but you'd read that loads of times before, but that was something that I never really thought that, he, you know, there's Christ with the, 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 the sin of the world on him, but yet he still wanted to reassure that guy beside him that, that today he was going to be with him in paradise. And that's something that, you know, just wee things like that that are starting to, to come out of that. In terms of the quiet times, I'm trying to bring that into, into that, the rest of your day and, and the abiding in him and, and, and uh, things like even in work, having, having verses or we phrases from the Bible in your passwords and work. So every time you're logging on, you're having to, having to do that. Uh, it was funny because a guy beside me was watching me put a password in one time and he said, how long is your password? Like it was a, it was a Everyone's was a trying to work out what Ryan's password is. It now, is, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, he's a banker, so this, this is... is <laughs> this is actually recorded, so no, but you scrap of it. So um, then at lunchtime, um, one of the things from working from home that has been good is you're able to go out for a dander at lunchtime or a walk at lunchtime. That's yeah. starting to now turn again where we're back in the office will be a bit more, but but I try to use that time. There's, there's seven or eight fellas particularly that... Um, that I grew up with and I'm, and I'm praying daily for now and, 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 and doing that at a lunchtime as well. And, um, and, and, and if I'm in the office, I try to do that. If I'm in the car, in between meetings and, and, and so on as well. The other thing about being out and about again is using that sort of dead time, if you like, in the car traveling to, to, to listen to podcasts or, or, or yes. things that, that, you know, maybe, maybe turning talk sport off for a while and, and, <laughs> and listening to those things. So, so, so those, are, those are some of the ways of trying to abide throughout the day. Um, then, as a family, uh, during lockdown, we, we, we bought a book called Dinner Time Devotionals. That I showed it to you before, Dave, and, and, and we tried to do that. Now, this is the one that Satan attacks the most. The, 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 the kids are not massive fans of the Dinner Time Devotionals. So, um, so, so, so we try to do it, uh, and sometimes it works well, but, but quite a lot of times it doesn't. So if anybody out there, and the kids are coming to the, the next service, will not hear this one, but any tips for young teens and d- devotionals, I, I'm, I'm definitely open to hear any, any of those. Um, 
Other, other things then, as a life group, we talked about this, pe people have daily verses sent to them, people are having um, verses on their screensavers and trying to do that as well. Things that we haven't done yet that we, we, we are looking into and, and want to, to consider uh, seriously is the fasting side of it and when, when to do that and, 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 yeah. and, and, and what, where to do that as well. And, and then some of us were talking about maybe trying to take even on a quarterly basis, um, maybe a half day off work and just going away and, and, and having that, that, that time Brilliant. to yourselves. Um, our biggest challenge, is busyness and, and, and it's how to conquer that and, and the busyness does creep in and, 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 and those things are all put in place but it's making those continue to happen and, and, and the busyness is probably our biggest biggest issue there. Yeah, getting things in the diary is really yeah. important. And so you've, you've just referenced there, obviously you've been sharing it with Life Group, you're part of Life Group, just for a, a minute or two and then we'll hear from Paula but what, what has been the the life-giving part of life group for you? How have you done this together? How are you finding that you're helping to support one another in life group in those ways? And what would be your advice to people this morning that aren't even engaged with one? Okay, well, well, uh, not our, our life group, I suppose, uh, for anybody who doesn't know life group, um, the, the structure that we have is we meet together and, and, and we just, just catch up with each other's lives for, for, for sort of the first 15, 20 minutes of it and, and, and see how people are doing, what's going on. And um, then, then we get into the word as well. So um, the, the, the second part of, the, of, of, of our meeting would be, would be you know, looking at, at a verse or a couple of verses and, and asking, well, what, what does that tell us about, about God and what, what, what do we learn about God in this? What does that tell us about man and then what we're going to do about that? And, and then we have a discussion about that. It's very, very relaxed, very informal. So some people mm. like to come along and just listen and, and don't really say very much, and that's 100% fine. Other people uh, like to contribute and, 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 and so on. So, um, so, so that, that part's very good. Then we, then we pray at, at the end. Um, the good thing about it is as well is that, that you, you, it, it's, you, people are probably familiar with other groups where, where you've maybe prepared a study in advance, and, and they're great as well, but it, the way we do it is that you don't have to do that. So from a time commitment, you can just turn up on, on the Wednesday evening and, 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 and we, just, we just produce the verse at that stage. So um, other things about life group, you, you know, the, 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 there's a WhatsApp group that we have and, 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 and it, it's very important actually. A lot of prayer requests go out in that. If, the, if there's prayer requests come in from the, from the leaders of the church, it's shared within that. But even just locally amongst ourselves mm. uh, and, and just communication, what's going on in our own lives, that, that happens too. We do sort of... Um, uh, social sessions as well, where we go for walks and go for for for, for, for things. Sessions. So, social sessions, yeah. Um, so, so, so that's good too. And sometimes just the fellas will meet maybe for a walk in the park at lunchtime, or or, or the the ladies will go and do something too. So, it, it, the the life group has been a huge part of of us. Uh, I suppose Judith and I and the family settling here in in, in church, and and, and it, it certainly would strongly recommend it. It's 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 a it's a it's a great way of getting to know people, doing life with them as well. Uh, and uh, our group's a very diverse group of people from South Africa and people from Banfoot. So it's 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 a, it's a, it's a it's a good it's a good wee group. Um, so yes, authority would recommend it. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Ryan. Let's give Ryan a round of applause, can we? Thanks so much. So uh, on the last two weeks, then, so mission work, rest, health. Paula was one of the people that had emailed. Um, um, emailed us, you know, just uh, sharing to some of the things she felt God speaking to her, which is why she's here this morning, because I felt, felt it'd be great to actually for all of us just to hear some of those things from her. But Paula, because I know you'd emailed us particularly around the rest health quadrant, but particularly around mission work, what does this look like for you? How do you bring Christ with you in terms of the focus, intentionality, and mission work? Yeah, well, my first thought is to agree with Ryan as well, whenever that 
I realised that missed a call from Dave on Friday, and my initial thought was, will I ring him back or will I just leave it? <laughs> <laughs> but I did ring him back, and then when you said what it was, I thought, I wish I had an email. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Um, but the, I mean, God has spoken a number of things to me through the, the mission one, but he did certainly speak at the time when I was hearing it, but I've found it's been more as I've gone away and as I've pondered and as I've thought about it and as I've just invited the Holy Spirit into it yes. to speak to me that... You know, that has started to take shape for me. Um, so one of the, the key areas that I feel he has really spoken into, and it, it could almost seem insignificant, but it's those incidental sort of meetings of people. You're walking up the town, you bump into somebody, and you have a chat, and on you go. I would have seen those more as interruptions because I was so much in my head going over what I'd just come from or planning in my head what I was going on to, and, and I wasn't fully present. And I really felt God speaking to me about those particular times. And when I reflected on it, mm. I realized that that's actually when Jesus did most of his healings, was in those seemingly incidental yes. meetings um, when he came across people. That's, that's when he stopped and he healed them. And I really felt God challenge me on that and to see that as part of his plan. If I'm walking in his, his will and his ways, those are not incidental, just coincidental meetings. Those are meetings that he has brought about. Um, and I felt that also just to be fully present in those times, those would have been times when I would have been uh, more so, you know, as I was saying there, thinking about what had just happened, thinking ahead to what I needed to get on to. Hmm. How long is it going to take to talk to this person? And it's not a good way to be with somebody. And that's certainly not how Jesus came across when he um, met people and stop to actually take time with them and to, to heal them and to speak into their lives. So um, so I really felt God challenged me on that. And then a couple of days later, um, I had an encounter with a friend and I thought, right, God, okay, let's just put into practice here what you've been saying. So I was much more present with that person and just listening hmm. out for any openings, any opportunities to speak about God. And one did come up. And if I hadn't been sort of that intentional, alert, and present with that person, that would have gone on by. And it actually led me into inviting um, the girl and her partner along to the Alpha course. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I just really felt God give me that encounter to really start to drive that home to me. And they didn't actually, they couldn't go the first week, so I don't know whether they're actually going to go tonight. Mm -hmm. But the, the main part of that story is really that because I was intentional, because I was alert to the Holy Spirit, because I was present, that God actually got the opportunity to, to move in that. And he has just spoken to me to just stop. If you meet people, be present, be with them, be as Jesus would have been. So that's one of the main ways. There's other ways, or yeah. do you want me to... No, well, I'm, going to, this, I'm, going, to this, I'm going to get you to speak a good bit more on the, on the next part. Um, but it seems to be... The word that's coming through this morning is around that word intentionality, even in the worship, you know, it's the intentionality of how we look. Ryan's just been referencing about even prayer devotions, it's the intentionality of that as we stop and as we gaze at the scripture, you're saying even in those moments, the intentionality. And this was the big part even around the area of Sabbath, like it was the one we got the most feedback from, because people were like, oh, that doesn't seem possible. And uh, there almost seems to need to be an intentionality with those things. And I know, Paula, that was the one that you had emailed us about, so I'm supposed just... 
for a few moments um, before we go into communion, just to ask, like, what, what, in terms of for you, what are some of the things that you've gleaned and how you practice this? Or what's the intentionality, even particularly in the area of Sabbath, and what that means for you? Yeah, um, I think in speaking into that, I'll maybe just go back. Is that all right? Perfect. Have you time? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll do a very quick tour of sort of where I where I was and and where I am now, and um, for me certainly, you know, looking back. 20, 30 years ago, um, whenever it was, 30 plus years ago when I was in my 20s. Um, it was very much a culture. It was a Sunday culture as opposed to being yes. something of God. Um, and we get conditioned by that culture. So I was just conditioned really into that being a slightly quieter sort of a day. But for me, that actually became the day where I was able to catch up on study when I was at university, schoolwork if I was at school. And so it, it was being incorrectly used and also thinking around the sort of whole self-care health looking after yourself side of things i had an eating disorder which is very self-abusive um, and i was also a very driven person so i was driving myself through and drive just that drive and that not caring about myself pressing on just trying to keep up get everything done um, very much a lot of perfectionism there and just keeping going, trying to do everything as good as I could, and not actually taking a break from things. Um, and that really led me down a very destructive road. But I've come a long way, so jumping um, up hmm. quite a number of years through all that, and that's, that's a whole story in itself, just that journey. Um, but a few years ago, I was at a retreat centre in Scotland, a place called Blairmore, part of LL Ministries. And I was there for a week, I think it was, but at the last ministry session, um, I'd had prayer ministry for about a, it was probably about an hour. It was actually more like a deep, deeper ministry. And at the end of it, the guy who was leading it said, come on, we'll go out to the swing. So I'd been trying to find this swing and I hadn't been able to find it. So we went out there and I thought, well, this is just a way to spend time in God's beautiful creation. Lovely way to finish off ministry. Great. Uh, let's go and so we went, went away out to the the swing which was out sort of in the wooded part it was looking out over a big field with sheep in it and it was hanging from a tree and it was quite a long rope swing so I, I started just to swing on the swing and I was just going like this and I thought I want to go a bit higher so what I realized was or what I suppose God was speaking through all of this to me was that as you swing back you need to swing back first mm. to be able to swing forward and as I was swinging so back, I was swinging back into rest and into Sabbath. Hmm. And that's what gave me the, the momentum to be able to swing forward into so all that I was doing and into all the, the work, whatever work looks like for you. But if this part wasn't there first, I couldn't get, if I started here, tried to go up, it just didn't go very high. I had to swing back. And the more that I swung back, the more we got the rhythm oh, going. So and the more I was able to swing forward into what I was doing. But I had to go back hmm. into rest and back into that Sabbath rest. So this was like a major lesson along my, my whole journey of self-care, self-rest, looking after yourself so that you can give your best to God. And also Sabbath, integrating Sabbath very much into my life. And um, so that, that just spoke volumes Amazing. to me very symbolic and it, it is actually a rhythm um but of course as as we all do i came away from there took that all on board started into that and then very gradually 
start to lose mm. the, the full, I suppose, the full momentum of the swing. Very gradually, little things were creeping into my day. I could just do that little assignment. I could just read that little bit. I could just send that email, mm-hmm. like yourself, to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. And so those things started to creep back in again. But last Sunday, then, whenever Dave was speaking about that, it really brought that image back to me. So I went and I looked it up in my journal again. And I felt like it was God just driving this home again, that I cannot live my life without especially Sabbath rest, because that's, that's a, it's a commandment to us, but it's a commandment for the right reasons, because it, it's a way of being filled up. It's a way of my soul and my spirit being restored, not just me regaining energy. Um, so I, I've realized that I just can't live without that. And when I have that rhythm going, this part of my life swinging into the work is so much greater Amazing. when the, when actually the, the rest and the Sabbath is put firmly into place. It gives me that momentum, but it's something that I have to continually be aware of and continually work at because it doesn't just come naturally. Brilliant, Paul. So does that answer? Perfect, yeah. Thank you so much. Let's give both of them a round of applause, can we? Thank you so much. Thanks so much, mate. I, uh, I wish I had that swing analogy left for last week. It would have saved a lot of explaining, wouldn't it? Um, if I'd have had that. So it's a good picture just to take away. What we're going to do, listen, we're going to be over here by about 10 minutes or so, which is fine. But even in the space this morning, the worship guys are, are going to come. Um, we're going to flow into just a time just of communion. Now, you should have received one of these on the way in. Um, this is something we practice as the family of God together. And this morning, I want to just say this, that um, the intentionality, that word again, of why we do this is because Jesus has told us as believers, as sons and daughters of the Father, that this is what we do to remember him. And so this morning, we want to say we don't want to take this lightly. Um, We do this as believers. This morning, if you don't know Jesus, listen, there's an opportunity for you to accept and receive Jesus this morning yourself. If you don't know him, I encourage you not to take this, but there's an invitation for you to take this with us. The reason and the focus for this as we look at it, guys, maybe if you could go back just to my computer just one wee second, could you, Molly? Um, as Jesus just um, comes, and, and what we see, and this is where I was saying, I felt just even where we were leading in Scripture or in the beginning even with worship, the intentionality of looking. Jesus comes and he reveals actually so much of the Father to the children of Israel at that time. And he's trying to speak into everything that's happening. And one of the big things that the children of Israel did was to remind them that they were embedded within community in terms of their love and their devotion to God. They had these feasts and these festivals that they celebrated throughout the year. It reminded them who they were as a community. It reminded them of their individual place. But just like what so easily happens in our lives, just like what so easily happens with church, it had just become another thing that they did. And some of the key teaching moments that Jesus actually brings happens at these moments in these feasts or these festivals. Jesus comes and almost starts to reveal. It's like, let's glimpse. Let's look at this afresh. He comes in that part, you know, of you... Um, springs of living water. It's when they're celebrating the Feast of Booths. It's this festival. There was something religious that actually happened. They just knew it in terms of the religious moment of it and the practice. Jesus comes and reveals as we, there's something fresh in this for us. And this is what he did with Passover. He comes and with in this period of Passover, he celebrates with his disciples this Last Supper. 
communion and he comes and tells them actually that there's something in this moment he reveals to them. He is the one that has come and fulfilled everything that the law spoke about. He is one that has come and fulfilled everything that God's love sought to bring into our lives. And yet what he calls them to at that point is that it's not just about how he's come and fulfilled. He tells the disciples, now there's a way for you to commit and to live and be part of this. And the responsibility in that was to love one another to care for one another, to commit to one another, to support one another. And this morning as we come to break bread, as we come to remember who, what Jesus has called us to do, I would love us firstly, just as the guys just start to play quietly, I would love us just firstly as we, you'll see there's two little air, um, lids on this. If you take the first one back, Jesus broke bread on this final, uh, final Passover meal. And he told him that this was his body. It symbolized that, and he spoke about how he was the Messiah, but his body was broken for them. And this morning, I would love for us to do, again, I would love for us to just gaze at this afresh. And I would love for you to reflect on Jesus' life, the fullness of his life, every part of his life that he lived for you, the life that he gave up for you, his body, which he allowed to be broken to be nailed to a cross for you. I would love for you this morning as we take it, I would love with hearts of thankfulness afresh this morning to look at this and say thank you to the Lord for his gift to us. So why don't you just in your own way just meditate on the Lord's goodness, on his gift of love, and let's give thanks for his body broken this morning. Thank you, Lord. back the second lid part that sealed everything the price that signified and paid the price for us was the blood of Jesus that was shed for us on the cross and in this moment let's just give thanks to the Lord as we take of this afresh let's give thanks for his blood that has covered and paid the price for our sins there's an area this morning, even as you search your own heart, that afresh you just need to almost bring and acknowledge before the Lord in the posture of repentance. Let's do that. And let's just receive His forgiveness afresh and His grace afresh, even in this moment. So Jesus, thank you that we are forgiven because of this great act of love. Thank you that you've paid the price, God, that our sins are forgiven, God, past, present, and future because of what you've done for us at Calvary. Thank you, Jesus, that today we just want to say we commit ourselves afresh to you. Out of this act of love, freely we've received, now freely we want to give. We want to give of ourselves completely to you in an act of surrender. And yet, God, I thank you what you call us to is not just about a commitment to you, but it's a commitment together. What I would love, just as the guys, they're going to lead us in a song of worship to close, but I've got a prayer on the screen that would love for us to pray together. In this idea of as we commit ourselves, as we remind ourselves, this is why we've been doing the life rhythms, the intentionality of how we want to live our lives, to commit ourselves to God. We've committed even just in terms of our thankfulness and communion. But I would love for us just to commit.
commit ourselves together for what it is to be part of the body of Christ, what it is to be part of the church and how we want to give our lives again. So I'd love for you to stand with me this morning. So just as the guys play quietly this morning, and we're all going to join in this with you this morning, I would love for us just to read these words, and maybe even if, if you feel comfortable, even just to place your hand on your heart this morning, just as a prayer of commitment. And then we're just going to sing a song just to close out this morning. Let's read these words together after me. One, two, three. Jesus, today we affirm your lordship and the reign of your kingdom in our lives. We also recognize the primary place in scripture for the local church. We believe the Spirit has drawn us to the body of believers at Emmanuel Church Lurgan. And by your grace, we desire to contribute towards the health and flourishing of this local church and its vision to fulfill the Great Commission. By your grace, we will strive to pursue the bond of peace and love our brothers and sisters in word, speech, and actions. Though not perfect, we recognize those God has appointed as leaders of this household of faith and choose to pray, support, and bless them as they seek to equip the body for the work of the ministry and shepherd the flock. We give our yes to Emmanuel Church's vision and leadership through our words, service, and giving. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, we just now give this song of worship just as we close. Johnny, the guys are going to lead us just one final song. Johnny, is that all right? And uh, this, this is for you, Jesus. Let, let's just conclude. Let's just worship him this morning, and then we'll go get the kids in a second. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.